All right, hey, Podcast America, welcome to episode 30-something of the Enlightened NFL Podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're up there. Before we get into the show synopsis, let's talk about Allegiance holsters. And if you're packing a sissy pistol like a compact 9mm, go ahead and grab one of their inside the waistband molded holsters. <laughs> and if you're swinging a Magnum, reach for that mankini. And if you don't like guns, that's okay. You should be an everyday carry person with a first aid kit. Also, not also, anyway. So get one of their individual first aid kit IFACs online at allegianceholsters.com and use code TNW10 when you check out to save yourself a little bit of money. Jordan? Training Northwest. Hmm. For all of your uh, pistol training needs, rifle training needs. Uh, get out there. He, uh, Tobin here's, uh, doing some, uh, individual training. So if you want to customize how you get your, uh, training, just give him a call and, uh, they'll take you out. Yeah. We've been, uh, since our public schedule ended in September, I've been running private courses on weekends for friend and family and church groups. We've had all of the above and it's, becoming very popular we are currently booked up through the end of december so right now we are booking for january and february if you have a group again snohomish county area um everybody sees what's coming right now the the i don't even the know apocalypse to, yeah it's not an apocalypse it <laughs> is a this is an our, intro our, boys not the podcast <laughs> let's get it through <laughs> well it's it's worth talking about for a second because it's almost like the civility of our country is breaking down. We know that the southern border is wide open and people are crossing like crazy. Um, if you listen to the Sean Ryan podcast, he just had a great guest on. She's an analyst for the CIA, and she was talking about how since the U.S. withdrew from Afghanistan, Al-Qaeda didn't quit. Like we, In our minds, the war on terror is over. In America, people tell you the war on terror is over. If you ask a... Islamic extremist, it's not over. They are just using this lull in the fight to lick their wounds and rebuild. So after we withdrew from Afghanistan two years ago and that awful debacle of a... I didn't even want to get into that. Uh, Al-Qaeda started uh, reinstituting their training camps in Afghanistan. And the, the agency now... or intelligence services now know that fighters are traveling from Afghanistan to Brazil and then making their way north through the Darien Gap, which gets them into Central America, and then up through uh, Central America into Mexico to the southern border. And it is very, I, like, nobody can predict the future, but it is there is a high probability of uh, a terrorist attack again in this country and we don't know how many have crossed the border. In fact, the State Department has even issued a travel warning for Americans not to travel to Central America because there are so many terrorists migrating north from Brazil through that area that if you present a soft target, it's kind of like an opportunity. Um, fucking like. Um, <laughs> but anyway, right now is a great time to figure out who in your neighborhood, who in your church, who in your family... Who's going to pull together if, if things really get weird? Like, look at what happened in Israel a month ago. If we undergo a 48-hour just sort of chaotic blitzkrieg, who, who are you going to rely on? And 
you might want to start having little dinner conversations with those people and talking about a communic a a communications plan is extremely important a rally point because communication cell towers may go down just due to traffic where are we all meeting and then where training northwest comes in is come learn to shoot because if you're not a, a lot of people think that hey i own a pistol i'm good you're not it's really like the first, maybe the most important lesson you learn in a pistol one class is that it's really hard to shoot well on a flat range in good conditions with good light, with your, your nervous system fairly calm. So now imagine your nervous system just fried on adrenaline and fear and cortisol and, and stress and excitement and all these factors, possibly low light, the chaos of combat where you don't know. I mean, they're not going to be in uniform. They're going to be in civilian clothes. So how do you know who's who? No. So you, you add in all these factors and the difficulty level goes up exponentially. You might want to come get a little bit of training yeah. and come see, you know what I mean? Check out Brent at project two, two, three, look for some medical training. And again, he and I will be uh, collaborating on some of this stuff. We've, I was hoping to have more of it up and running right now, but going through this divorce has kind of sidelined all my plans and all my focus has gone in other directions. Um, but coming in 2024, we will have more medical training through Project 223 and, and Training Northwest. So anyway, guys, check out Training Northwest at trainingnorthwestllc.com. And then finally, Mike, what the fuck is going on out of Tyler Stanaway's place? Tyler is shaping the youth of tomorrow. Yes, he is. Forest Service or Forest Service School. <laughs> That's not, no. Uh, he's doing the Forest School. Um I mean, plant identification, bushcraft, gardening, earthing, or what's what's he do? Where he puts grounding, grounding earth pipes, your earth, earth pipes. pipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just anything and everything to all kinds of neat the, the old way. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm more, sure at some point there's going to end up being a little bit of blacksmithing in there. Somewhere. Oh yeah, I want to go do that. Yeah, yeah. I want it. Yeah, go check them out. Yeah, yep. and and Vanessa's big on a lot of the homesteading stuff, like canning and preserving food, and she deals. She she actually takes care of a lot of the animal stuff, and so check them out at compassionateviking.com, and also check out their podcast, The Compassionate Viking, on uh, Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen. This episode, Michael, Coven, disruption information, old old. Uh, this was a quickie but a goodie, I like to think. I think so, too. This is uh, just talking about um, just controlling, disseminating information. Uh, who's who's putting it out there? What are their motives? What is maybe their financial backing? Um, who chooses to put the information out there? And also, not only how it's being put out, but the avenue through which it's being put out. A little bit of, you know, start from printing press, go to radio, go to television, go to internet, and all these things kind of compound that up. So communication, information, the two are tightly related, but very influenced and power and influenced by power and all of it. Yeah. All right, guys, this is probably our shortest. This is definitely our shortest episode, and I'm going to guess our longest intro. So, uh, Show. <laughs> All right, we're live on the mats, and uh, I just had a tough practice. I feel like tonight, everybody in the gym except me weighed 250 pounds, and my ribs have been crushed, and my soul has been crushed, and my ego has been crushed. Mike, how'd you fare tonight? I did awesome. Jordan, how'd you do? Oh, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I was sitting there on the side watching you guys 
do your thing. And Did you catch my round with Oliver at the end? I didn't. That kid has, A, gotten like significantly stronger uh-huh. in the last six months, and his skill is getting ridiculous. Yeah. He is a fucking motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And 16? 16 years old. Yeah. Man job. I haven't wrestled with him yet. Have you not? I'm taking it kind of easy lately, trying to get over a rib issue. Yeah. I'm very selective. Uh, if you're 100, 100 my, pounds my, to 105 pounds, we're rolling tonight. Black, <laughs> black belt Kozak only rolls with uh, white belt females. Yeah. Lately, yeah. I'm trying to get over a rib issue, and it's yeah. like it's perfect. Yeah, that's true. I know I'm not going to get slammed. <laughs> yeah, my back is just torn up. It's like my upper back though it's my neck and you can't move your neck at all to the right I, well i can i can move it to the right but it just it starts to hurt so bad down yep. the, and you know and i think i sleep poorly and maybe need to get a different mattress or something and like you I'll, don't just lay a tarp out on your floor and I, was, I was gonna say how many do- <laughs> how many dogs are in the bed with you none zero none. dogs are not allowed in the room anymore uh, yeah okay which might be the problem mm. um yeah, no, because I got that new carpet, oh. and their nails are, like, yeah, yeah, pulling yeah. it. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so topic tonight. The proposal I had was I want to discuss up until, you know, like, 1998. I sent my first email in my senior year of high school, so that would have been 1997, and that was dial-up internet where, you know, you had to like, all right, uh, I'm going to use the internet so the phone won't work. You're waiting for it to log in. And I had called my buddy beforehand and been like, hey, man, I'm going to send an email from my computer to your computer. So then I got to hang up on you, and then I'll dial in and send it, and then he's got to dial in. And then he's got to see if he can receive it. And so I sent like, hey, Dan, what's up? And then I disconnected and then waited two minutes so that he could get it and disconnect. Then I called him and was like, hey, man, did you get it? He's like, yeah. We're like, <laughs> you've got mail. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so uh, should we drink some beers tonight? <laughs> and uh, But anyway, the, the, the invention of the internet and the, pro- or I should say, the proliferation of the internet. And now everybody has a handheld computer and information can spread at the speed of light from individual to individual or in the case of social media from a single individual to literally millions of people like snap of a finger. It disrupted the old sort of conduit of information that was very tightly controlled from a, a, a like a single overlord or not overlord, but uh, single source. Yes. Well, no, not single source, but a gatekeeper. single a gatekeeper. There you go. Perfect. So we had... The public institution, or the public institution, the public education system, and then we had media, which at the time really consisted of a few major papers like the uh, New York Times, the Washington Post, the Los Angeles Times, and they had ABC, NBC, CBS, and I guess Fox really wasn't even a news station back then. So you had, you no, know, that's Murdoch. That came exactly. It was like Dan Rather, Peter Jennings, and uh, who am I forgetting? And, you know, before them was Walter, Walter Cronkite. Cronkite. Yeah. And so, whatever, like people tuned in for the five o'clock news, and you got your, or I guess, five o'clock, you'd get your local news from like your Cairo 7 or Q13. And then at six o'clock, you'd get your national, national news from Dan Rather. And that was it. That was the, and the uh, New York Times kind of had the same narrative, and the Washington Post had the same narrative. There might be some op eds that had dissenting opinions, but for the most part, 
all of that information was controlled very tightly. And your what you were told of history uh, and current uh, more history all came through the public education system. So there was a very tight gate or narrow gate on what information was fed to the entire country. And for a large part, it didn't really affect most people because because information didn't travel fast. What's going on in Spain didn't affect yeah, didn't people in Washington State. Exactly. Yeah. So problems were much more localized. Uh, solutions were much more localized. But now everything has gone global because of the speed of information. Yeah. That's just, I just kind of wanted to talk about that, uh, that transformation and how that, I think my opinion is that the, that, that speed and proliferation of information is causing a disruption in legacy power systems. We're talking like, uh, uh, not politics, but more like, uh, big money players, Rothschilds, um, who are some of these other Carnegie's, the people who have long controlled the purse strings of the world. And it's, I, I think this is why the, uh, economic or Jesus world economic forum calls this the fourth industrial revolution is it's because of the way information technology is changing just sort of the power structure of the world. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's causing a big disruption and that's, that's why we're seeing all this civil unrest and just, you know, it's like a full change of power. China is rising is probably like, I would be willing to bet a lot of money that 10 years from now, China is the world's superpower, like number one superpower. Yeah, I kind of will agree. No. I think uh, I agree. I, this is something I think about quite a bit, to be completely honest. And uh, I I think like the form of the internet and the ability to get information instantaneously or to communicate quickly um, – I guess I'll say it's quicker and quicker. Maybe there'll be one more invention that you can think it and it pops the news article into your head. But I think something like the printing press was kind of like a form of that back in the day. Because oh, sure, because one person had a single idea. It's like you could either write it down on a scroll or you could pass it on through storytelling tradition. Yeah, but to the- have the ability to mass produce something and disseminate it to a large group of people, it, uh, it it's a form of tech, yeah. you know? And tech changes your communication it just changes the ability of how quickly you can upload or download something you know what i mean and i i do think that we are in a weird transition period at the moment and i do believe the internet is causing a lot of it but i think it's because it's exposure just the way a book can expose you to new ideas i think seeing the world around you instantaneously in the exposure of it instead of world war ii happening and you get a little newsreel and then you read about it in the books and the magazines if world war ii all the soldiers had cell phones i bet it'd give the american citizens a different idea of what it means to be at war and what it's like and what the causes for this are yeah world so, war 2 is like glorified right it was like you know what i mean like yeah. when you read the history books or you watch band of brothers or just the the watch band of brothers yeah. recently against great show oh yeah dirty dozen yeah. you know they they all sort of glorified what do we call it? we even call it the greatest generation but i wonder if it would be thought of differently if there was like gritty gnarly footage from the front lines like what we're seeing out of uh ukraine right now mm-hmm. yeah 
I got, Jordan. I, I mean, I, how I, do you I, think tech and media are related? No. Well, the fact is, is like you know, like you said, as technology progresses in the form of that, like you know, communication. It's just allowing everybody with any sort of with an iPhone with an iPhone, but that's also leading to this whole weird like um, distrust in the media in every facet. Yeah, because and that's, that's so the disruption. Psyop kind of stuff is so easy to do. Any yes. one of us could do it right now, yeah. and and throw a fucking cog in whatever wheel of anything of whatever narrative, right? If it got enough traction. Yes. And that's where like you were saying the Rothschilds and all those, you know, um, the, the, the legacy families or whatever, the controllers, the, the who's who of, you know, who controls what's going on. Uh, but that's still a thing. Like the, the fact of the matter is, is like, there's a company that owns Twitter and fucking, you know, or not Twitter, I guess Elon Musk owns Twitter, but like Instagram and and oh yeah, Meta, Facebook, one. Meta, all that shit, and like who owns that? Yeah. Who like who's making the who the, tells Zuckerberg what to do? Well, and who's making the the um what what do they call it the, the algorithm, right? Because yeah. somebody's writing this algorithm that is promoting certain shit over what yeah. we have. Yeah. Right. So the fact that like I get a text from you know Will's constantly sending me like joke memes on Instagram. It's hilarious. Uh, but then every once in a while, like, it'll be like, oh, I've seen that. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, I've seen that. It's like, why the fuck have I seen the same thing you've seen? Like, why is this a thing? Out of all this, it's just the same shit everybody's scrolling through. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're all seeing the same thing over and over. And then, like, the fact that we'll talk about something, that's something else that hasn't been in you know, the press or, or not press, but uh, back in the day was where you'd talk about something and it would pull it up and then like the individual marketing or whatever. Oh, Start getting yeah, ads yeah. on your but, phone. But for that's it. also, I'm sure that goes for also what we're looking at. Yeah, 100%. You know, yeah. um, but definitely not enough to where it's different from what you get or what you get. You know, we're all seeing the same shit constantly and somebody's pulling the strings putting it in front of our faces. They just have a way to give us that uh, endorphin dump every time we scroll our thumb up. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's how they're keeping us hooked. Yeah. And it's, well, it's, it's no good. I'd say the people with the most money are doing it, and that's what advertising is. Like, we're all seeing the same thing because of people that but it's are not about it, But it's money. not about products. That's the problem. It's like, really, it's not about products. Right now, and that's what, like, the struggle with, like, all of this is. If it was a bunch of ads for meaningless bullshit, like, I mean, yeah, we're going to get that, and that's just the way of it is. But, like, the disinformation of what's going on and, like, controlling how people feel yes. is what's happening. That, that's and a, that's the that's scary thing. That's a great thing. point, yeah. Well, then marketing used to be about controlling products. what people purchased. Now we're controlling now, what you think. Exactly. Opinions and emotions. Yeah. And, and are are tracking it because they can see, make no mistake, they can see how you react to this stuff. Yes. Well, and that's they, they can see how know. long you stay on it. Yeah. They can see oh, if yeah. you scroll past it. They can, they all that data of just like, oh, me looking at it and this, when the you, camera looking back at me is 
taking in all my information, what my eyes are doing, what all this different shit. And like, yeah. You know how, when you click on the little search thing on Instagram and it mm-hmm. pops up like eight different windows More, of like uh, hot dudes in their underwear yeah. and they, uh, <laughs> yeah. you guys, but does your guys do that too? Yeah. <laughs> or is it the hottest of dudes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But they, they can tell like which of those eight hot dudes. pains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, are you, do you like, which blonde? dong you're looking at? Yeah. Exactly. They know which, area of your screen you're looking at because yeah. your camera is looking at you and that's why if you guys ever watch that have you guys watched the social dilemma yeah uh-uh. that all the people like zuckerberg um uh jack dorsey all these people who Julian are high up Assange. In, in yeah Julian Assange, all these people who are high up in tech all say that they put tape over their cameras yeah because your camera is always watching you. I do too. And part of me actually suspects that if we could open this thing up, Only there's there's while. another camera right behind the screen that even when you put tape over the one up here at the top. Yeah, seeing more O faces than yeah. just about. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny is if we rewound the clock to like 2008, I was the guy who was like, I don't really care if the government's spying on me. Because what they're going to find out is that I have I'm good a, credit. I'm a good I pay guy. my taxes. I'm, I'm faithful to my wife. And that every once in a while I jack off and some poor bastard at the NSA is going to have to watch me. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you're lost, buddy. (laughs) You're getting paid right now. So technically you're a whore. It's for you, America. There you go. Yeah. Oh, man. But And then you both said something I want to go back to. Um, Jordan, you said you talked about the distrust in media that this is causing. And that is exactly the the disruption that I'm talking about is because now, even though I have my, like my chosen sources to get news from or to get updates from, I have no fucking clue what's true and mm-hmm. what is. Nobody does. Yeah, exactly. So Nobody does. we are, we are living in this sort of like, we're all sort of like listless on, it's like, we're, it's like we're sailing ships on the ocean and our fucking sails blew away. Well, it's, it's, and so we're just sort of rocking in the waves and nobody has any direction because we have no fucking clue what is going on. I think, I think it just, We've gone so far past, like, what might be true. And also, like, we're finding, like, journalism, the the journalists aren't looking to be honorable and, like, no, they're truthful. Not. They're looking they're, to be They're looking for monetized. clicks. Yeah. They want um, likes and clicks so that they can get paid. Yeah. But, so there's that. And then, but we've gone so far past, like... Where at some point it was like, oh, information travels super slow, and you just don't know until you until you know. Well, guess fucking what? That's where we're at right now. Yeah, information is coming at us so fast, nobody yeah. can pick it up fast enough, and we're not sure what's real and what's not until hope oh, it's actually happening. Yeah, and I used to think about like anytime I'm reading history, like, um, and by the way, I need to start like we cured Jordan of saying fucking. I need to stop saying like. So anytime I'm reading history, especially <laughs> pre-World War II, where uh-huh. by then they had telegraphs like and uh, <laughs> uh, like Revolutionary War. Yeah. But think about how long it would take information to travel. Like, fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, Son of a bitch. Um, think when the British were defeated at Concord or or pushed back into Boston, or yeah. when Washington's army crossed the river and uh, uh, defeated them. I guess it really was. When Lewis and Clark the hit the Pacific, they didn't tell anyone. They had to walk all the, yeah, way, back all the way back and tell everyone. Yeah, but yeah think, information. They didn't even take travel. a picture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> think, think how long the message took to get from the battlefield yeah. on, 
in as quick Virginia, as he could walk or ride a horse back to London. So the Parliament, th- and you know what I mean. So that by the time that that report reached Parliament in London, where your military commanders are, three to six months later, yeah, yeah, you have no idea what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. No, it, that's it was like verse now. Pigeons, you yeah, know? go ahead. Sorry. I mean that's that's kind of like that was the <laughs> I mean that's yeah, that's yeah. what really changed the game was was carrier pigeons. Yeah. yeah. Was being able to get information to and fro because y- it just was moving so slow. Yeah. Um and even the Pony Express, we talked about that once yeah, before yeah, yeah. on an episode where that was that was cutting edge, man, where they they figured out that they could change out horses every 14 miles or something like that and just run them at uh, you know, run them breakneck speed. Exactly. Yeah. And you could get it you could get a letter across the continental United States in like 8 days. Yeah. Or maybe it was 14 days. I don't remember what it was, but it was like fuck. Mm-hmm. It was it was uh <laughs> Was there a group of people you think that were like you know, PETA that was like, you can't run these things that hard. Yeah, they come on out here and tell us that. And by the way, you got to escape the Comanches while you're at it. Didn't uh, I don't think information traveled fast enough for people to organize something like PETA, and they were too uh, preoccupied with surviving, surviving the winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. eating maybe meat that, to give a shit. Maybe that's why revolutions happen more in the past. Is because for something big to happen, it really has to get all the people behind it, you know. Like, well, uh, what if we start seeing more of these uh, local conflict? What if the next hundred years are just full of local conflicts, like Israel and Palestine, like Russia and Ukraine, just because there's there's just too much information, disinformation. Nobody knows what's going on. Tensions are high, and it's so easy to go pick a fight. Yeah. yeah, little factions fighting with each other destroys everyone. Yeah. One of the big reasons Japan really rose is because they were all nomadic little bands and tribes, but uh, one of the family members kind of unified all the groups, all the different tribes, and Japan rose into World War II as a formidable foe. Yeah. But when you have every all these little bands that don't get together and internal squabbles and squirmishes, just pulls your resources and your people, and yeah, it, it's also um, it, it's kind of impressive how you could have something along the lines of the Roman Empire, the 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 Mongols, and have that sort of reach and influence over such a wide amount of area without having communication other than messenger, like a person riding a horse. At the, literally, the fastest available at the time was a man riding a horse. Yeah. And to be able to control that much territory without much flow of information is impressive. Well, I guess that's where you get into your good, like, chain of command and stuff like that or your doctrine or structure where you're having people with the same kind of idea carrying it out, your vision or, you know, but yeah. yeah. You're putting a hell of a lot of trust into their loyalty. Uh, yeah, but you might have to wait six months to find out exactly. your next o- order, but they're like, hey, build a fort and defend this area. Right, you'd get a messenger in Rome saying that the uh, the Celts are marching south, and that messenger would get there about two days before they showed up at the city walls. Yeah. Now, so that's, the, you're talking about the gatekeepers and stuff, or we said earlier, but like, originally though, it was like education, right? Because not everybody could read and write. Yeah. So that that's part of that's something, and I completely just blew us off topic. Sorry, but like, as far as like, 
what do you think that that is today? Like the original, the original like thing was like, oh, we can read and write. Yes, that and meant you a were lot a highly educated person. Yeah, right. So that kept a lot of people out of play. Sure. So, and now we got to a point where everybody could read and write. But then there was only certain people were able to write stuff. So everybody had to read what a few people were writing. Yeah, think of the monks transcribing the Bible by hand, just up in a monastery their entire life, hoping to bang out 15 copies. You know what I mean? Let's bang out 15 copies. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't banging anything up in the monastery, or were they? Yeah, they were a bunch of boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it just seems like what What do you think that today's um, equivalent of being uh, able to read and write? Yeah. Of like who's There's a lot of what, specialty, what anything. Like if you're a doctor, you have more prestige kind yeah, of. But yeah, but I'm talking about like, as far as the media stuff goes, right? Like that. Being, being able to create a deep fake maybe. Yeah. And like what's, what is that? Because like we said, like any one of us could, could put some bullshit out in the world and say, hey, this just happened in Lake Stevens. Like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden people would have to look into it. But we're talking more like I a think, standard of education. No, I think I, I kind of think I can parallel this. I think when money comes involved with it or you get high institutions certifying or back backing something, like we never had fact checkers on the Internet and stuff. Right, but now we have all these fact-checking sites, and, and it's who like the who fuck pays are they? exactly. But it's like who is it funding? If you look at it, a lot of the funding for a lot, just like how tech is so involved with a lot of the left, and it's like you're starting to see political campaigns influence, like like the government contacting Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. I think once you have money coming in and giving influence over it that's where you start to see so it's like oh does this is mass are mass effective or not effective and it's not like well here's a study from 100 doctors on this side and 100 doctors on that side it goes well no uh if, if wrong uh mass are effective uh, and Some, all the someone's entering the fact checker algorithm to follow a narrative right the, exactly the, the fact checkers are not checking facts they're no. checking to see if the information follows the chosen narrative so if you have so is it the is it the the people who are allowed to program are now yeah, the, some of it, the writers and we can't yes. read into that we gotta read between the lines because it's like being, there was that when chat GTP came out and it's like, write a positive story about Donald Trump and write a positive story about Joe Biden. And it couldn't write a positive story about Trump. And it's it like, refused. It, yeah. there's nothing good you could say. And it's because it was programmed by software engineers and developers that have a political bias or a political. So what you're starting to see, I think, is when you have money being involved with anything and you're getting the flexing of money of institutions, of political leanings, of institutions of thought leading, like we're progressive because we're a college and, you know, I think that's where you start to see the gatekeepers. Yeah. When money's involved always, that's where a gatekeeper is. Yeah, anything but the truth is being put out there. Yeah. That's, that's or where, that's someone's where version fuckery of is going on. Yeah, fuckery. Buckeries, yeah. Um, interesting. Well. <laughs> Nailed that one. 
<laughs> yeah, I just, you know, it's 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 interesting to me because it's like we've come so far in technology, but in human, um, we've lost the human some humanity. Well, it just the the human condition hasn't come nearly yeah, as far. The as human our, condition is far more. Uh, uh, cal- calibrated to to Pony Express speeds. Yes, yeah. yes. We're 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 the same, and, and we, that's we're like sloths. We're like tree sloths. Yeah. In in terms of information, we need it to come slow and gradually. But I feel like that's why it's so spicy right now. It's like you see that there's insider trading and how much millions of dollars these people are making and how corrupt so much of the institution really is and when it's shown in your face every day but people lie uh, politicians lie constantly is that treason yes it is and so, hang on I, it what mike is talking about is one of the reasons i think all this i guess i would call it psyops are being sown is because the the proliferation of information is exposing all the scandal yes and at they, a faster they, and faster they, pace it, this this technology came on so fast that they don't know how to conceal it. Uh, yeah, should, oh, and they're trying. And to by they, I, I'm talking about like Congress, senators, and then the, even the even the deep state is slowly being exposed for what it is. The BlackRock, Vanguard, State or Home Street, and the people who control them. And then you know you have these these other organizations like the WEF that, again, nobody at the WEF was elected by any country, and yet somehow they are controlling economic policies of all their member nations. Who the fuck elected them? Who who voted for them? Who put them in charge? They just sort of anointed themselves commanders of economic policy. And so you get this ESG yeah. shit, which then leads to the woke agenda that we're all suffering under. Wasn't uh, that World Economic Forum, don't they meet in Davos yes. every year? Isn't it just like hookers every year? Yes. Yeah. I've heard yes. that. And they all fly their private jets there to talk about, yeah. you know, Green New Deal or whatever. The Greta Thunbergs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good God. Um. Got Bambi. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, like. Yeah. (laughs) I say like more than any of you guys. Uh, We gotta, we gotta break that habit. We got, if if Jordan can stop saying fucking, we gotta stop saying like. That was, but it's also a thinking word. Yeah. It's, it's a thinking word for me. I know. Like, I know it's fucking for me. But you gotta, so yeah, fucking like, uh, <laughs> yeah. But if you say fuck a bunch and have a fantastic idea, fuck away. <laughs> I, I just said fuck with no ideas. Yeah, yeah right. Fuck, yeah. fuck. So, uh, fuck. fucking like, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I don't know. So, the, the, at what point are, are we as society gonna say, hey, this is treason? And we are going to deal with this as such. Fucking like um tomorrow would be nice. Yeah, it'd be super sweet. And what do you do with... You tre- shoot them on the White House lawn. Yeah. If it was treason... Or you hang them. You give them a tra- traitor's death? Is traitor, that what... A traitor's death. Yeah. And this What's is... That? A traitor's death? You either die on the White House lawn by firing squad or you get hung. Is that like... Yeah, is that... I mean, was that in tre- a newspaper tre- somewhere? Treason or? is punishable by death. I feel that, like that is the law. Yeah. I have so much neck muscle from defending jokes over time. I yeah. could take a hanging. Yeah, I live through it. I think. I think I would. I'd flex on the White House lawn. Dude. <laughs> They're like six days later, and he's still wiggling. <laughs> this ain't treason. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pure heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear God. No, but they drop you. 
that's the that's the thing that would get yeah. me. It's like if, this. If, the, too if much it's force. done right, your neck snaps. Yeah. Good luck, motherfuckers. Yeah, it's true. What do you do? Yeah. I'm gonna flip my legs try, over. Try to my get a hand head. in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You make a frame. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> turn into it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, How many people have been hung on the White House grounds? Has it happened before? That's a great question. Didn't uh, who, who was it? Who was shot? Oh God, I can't. Is it Aaron Burr or uh, yeah, they, oh, Hamilton they, and Alexander Burr? They dueled. That wasn't a treason. Or, uh, um. God dang Alexander it. Who's the famous Hammond person? William Burr. We are shitting the bed on our revolutionary history because. Wasn't that William on. Burr I'm Googling, and Alexander I'm Googling Hamilton? This, no, no, they dueled. If oh. you guys don't under, oh, know this you? yet, I just sit here. This is embarrassing. And act like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Yes. You guys probably realize this, but I don't know anything about history. <laughs> so I get quiet when they start talking about this kind of stuff. But. Uh, not no more. Not no more. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd have a good history. I think history, we should just have you read books of history and sum it up for us, Jordan. Okay, so supposedly. Yeah, <laughs> well, the thing is, is when I when I actually read things and really focus and read them, Love uh, and, they, and, I, you know, and I take it in, I can get it pretty good. Yeah. And then. I simplify stuff yeah. so far <laughs> that it all ends up being like a playground fight. Yeah. It's just like, so this fucking guy. <laughs> so, he, yeah, he had all the M&Ms. Yeah, beef. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all the M&Ms. And he liked to play soccer, but the soccer players. He was yeah. sweet on Thomas Jefferson's girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Tommy J? No. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't taking it. <laughs> So he was the ball boy, right? <laughs> you ever seen those single shot pistols with the with the flint lock on them? So I, I so he am, brought one of those to school. Yeah. Oh golly. It wasn't mass, but um so a duel on the front house front steps. That, that was Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton. Is that correct? William Burr and Alexander. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr? Yeah. Who's William Burr? I don't know. You made that up. Second and then base supposedly, for the Blue supposedly Thomas Jefferson executed someone on the White House lawn for treason. Oh. But then a lot of the Google results say that's that's a false story. But fake news. Hang on, that could Back be in the that day. that could be a psyop because the citizens are getting awfully angry with the government at the moment, and we're talking a lot about treasonous acts like taking money from China, <coughs> Joe Biden, and so or the people. Yeah. All of you, yeah. Oh, that was for the government, and I told the government people that. That's right. oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I I just I, yeah, it'd be cool to see a couple duels in my life mm. that I wasn't a part of. Obviously, ten paces, turn and shoot. Yeah. Could you imagine? And, and uh, there's got to be a level of trust in a in somebody else. Like you and I have made a pact. I'm going to. That we are walking 10 paces in turning and shooting. Well, hang on. Versus me turning and just shooting you right away. It's like, yeah, that's wild. But here's like, here, I'm willing to kill you, but I'm not willing to. It's agreement. But here's a great point, is that if you, if you survive the duel in a dishonorable manner, then what happens to you? The, honor is no longer important in society. We live in a society where people will lie, cheat, and steal to make a buck or to get yeah. ahead. 
back then, I would assume that honor was something important to withhold. So taking those 10 steps was a matter of honor. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 100%. And so don't duel today. <laughs> That's your second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that'd be weird. Like, could you imagine any of your politicians today being like, this guy, like, all these people are like, Trump's a monster and I want to kill him. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Here's the chance. Yeah. He has a chance to kill you too. Yeah. Imagine but if I could go. Imagine if I could go to Olympia, slap Jay Inslee with a leather glove, and be like, "I challenge you to a duel." Good day, tomorrow sir. morning at dawn. Yeah. On at the dawn. lawn, ten paces, pistols at dawn. I'd do yeah, it, dude. Pull yeah. off your white lacy glove and slap it across his face. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm thinking more like a leather work glove. I oh. want it to hurt. Yeah. Uh, used. <laughs> Detail. <Yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> After cutting metal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. It's got a whole bunch of metal shards in it. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, it was fun today. And uh, <laughs> I think we're going to call it, you know? I, I, I'm i all for a short episode because I got absolutely wrecked at practice. And all Mike said something about food 30 minutes ago. And now all I can think about is I food. planted the seed in you, huh? Yeah. yeah. We got to get back to Mike weekend schedules. We got to get back to weekends. Yeah, I planted a seed. It's too hard. Deep after. in Tobin. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> it's growing. Yeah, I did. Cells, <laughs> cells are splitting and multiplying. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, what's that called? The bursa? That's no, called pregnancy. No. Mike, I'm a birthing person. <laughs> yeah, apparently. yeah, I'm a birthing yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what happened at jujitsu? How was jujitsu practice? It was all right. I got pregnant. With emotion. Yeah. I was so happy. Well, have a good night. Is this the lamest episode ever? It's the fastest episode ever. Yeah, I, I can don't do know. Fast. Some good thoughts. You guys mull them around a little bit. And let's, uh, let's end it with this note. Um, we are definitely uh, being... <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to hear the most flat. annoying sound in the world? <laughs> yeah. That was um, not flat. Both... Uh, the enlightened Neanderthals and Training Northwest are being throttled by YouTube and the social medias, which I think we're only on Instagram. And maybe, I guess I'm on Twitter a little bit, but I'll never look at it. So if you guys... X. X, excuse me. If you guys are enjoying the show, if you like the content, please share with your friends because it's the only way word is getting out right now. We're, we're basically prevented from any sort of uh, proliferation of information. Do they throttle podcasts like uh, on like a Spotify or a Stitcher or I don't, iTunes? I don't think they throttle them, but they definitely don't put like promote. You, them. you can hit a button that says browse and just sort of browse random yeah. podcasts. I, I think we I, say Trump too much to be able to we say Trump, oh, yeah. and we say fucking like um. Yeah. And I think Kamala Harris is a great woman. <laughs> Boom. Just got moved up a yeah. level in there the podcast uh-huh. That's right. Let's end it right there on that note. We love Kamala. <laughs> yeah. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs>